Hey everyone, we're back again with another Girl Meets Show episode. I guess I'm going to skip the intro line this time. (laughs) (laughs) We'll just play it by ear, see what feels natural. And this week we didn't need it. Well, I think we're doing a, a good job at knowing what's hip. Because last week we had some really great discussions with a lot of you on the show You. And it was really fun. And that was exactly what we hope for and never really happens but it happened last week and we loved it (laughs) it really was so exciting even like strangers yeah it was really cool so hopefully we can keep up with like watching shows that other people are watching (laughs) totally it was funny how it just you really uh struck a nerve with people last week yeah like the show in general it's just like suddenly that weekend everyone watched it I, again, I was like, I struck a nerve with people, but the show (laughs) struck a nerve with people. It's really such a hilarious title. It's so confusing. And it was fun because even when people, like, disagreed with what our take on it was, Mm -hmm. well, even Taylor and I didn't have the exact same take either. Yeah. But it was, like, it made for some really interesting discussions. Yeah. So, it was really fun. Fun, I liked it. And still could keep talking about it. I still have people messaging me on Instagram, like, Can we talk about it? I'm like, yes. It's funny. It's like, we didn't set out to be experts on that show. No. I feel like I'm trapped because I didn't even (laughs) like it that much. But I'm like, yeah, bring it on. I'll I'll talk about it forever. talking about it still. (laughs) Okay, so for our top three this week, we're going to do our top three favorite costumes on TV shows. Yes. First, I was thinking like, which is an individual character whose costume I love, but then it, mm-hmm. I really went more with, like, the Ensemble. show as a whole. Yeah. yeah. Well, I thought it was interesting also that they only started giving Emmys for this, like, three years ago. That's crazy. They've given it for a long time for reality shows and, like, those kinds of shows. What? But, like, for these kinds of shows. <laughs> like a scripted series? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what I was trying to say. Yeah, they, the first one was in 2015. Well, did you see who the reality shows that won awards were? Because that is so weird to me. Yeah, like one of the latest ones, I think it was like RuPaul. Oh, or like Project one- Runway or something. One, one way. way. <laughs> <laughs> um, the first uh, reality show I thought of was like The Bachelor oh. or like Survivor. <laughs> but those ones, it makes more sense because you're like, you're making yeah, the outfits yeah, yeah. as part of the competition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's still weird to me, though. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Okay. What is your number three? Okay, so (laughs) it may seem odd, but for my number three spot, I was thinking more of, like, so true to the characters, not necessarily always, like, a beautiful costume. Yeah, that's how my number three is, too, actually. Perfect. Well, mine is Arrested Development. (laughs) (laughs) Because the outfits are so yeah, spot on. Yeah, that's actually very true. Like, you could just look in a closet that just had their costumes and you would know exactly whose costume was for who. Mm-hmm. Like, think of Job. Like, oh. baggy linen and, like, those goofy sandals. Mm-hmm. It's so... And everything is just Job. And, like, all those things scream, like, crazy con man. Yes. Yeah. Like, aspiring magician. Mm-hmm. And, like, even Michael, who is kind technically, like the normal straight man of the ensemble. Mm-hmm. It's just like kind of like a an ill-fitting suit. Mm-hmm. And George Michael, like don't even get me started on George Michael's outfits, mm-hmm. like pleated shorts mm-hmm. and Lucille and like 
Oscar, it's part of the reasons you can tell Oscar and um, George Sr. perfectly apart. It's yeah. more than just the hair. It's like also their outfits are so different. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it. well, and like, I mean, should I just list every character? Lindsay <laughs> and Tobias. Yeah. Like, you'd think that some of Tobias's outfits, there might be some um, overlap with Job's, like kind of loosey-goosey, flowy yeah. outfits. But there's, but they're still so distinctly Tobias. Well, the jean shorts say it all. <laughs> the most important costume of them all. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that earned my third spot. Okay, I like it. And I hadn't even thought about that. So, good choice. Thank you. My number three, so similarly, it's not necessarily that I think that they're, like, the most beautiful, but they're because it's because they match the characters. And, again, you can look at an outfit and see exactly what character would be wearing that. And it's Riverdale. Okay. Every character has a very distinct style. Um, Which is fun because that totally reflects the comics. Yeah. Even back from, like, whenever they started, like, the 50s or something. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad that they kept doing that. And, yeah, it's just, like, love seeing... I've recently started catching up on Riverdale, so it's kind of fresh in my mind. But they'll wear things, I'm like, that's just such a Veronica thing to wear. (laughs) And, like... Betty sweaters, I'll, like, see them in the wild. I'm like, oh, that's such a Betty sweater. So I just think that that probably takes a lot of thought and energy. Well, they make it look easy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, And that it's probably not. And I just appreciate it. Mm -hmm. I love that. Okay. What's your number two? Okay. My number two is Lizzie McGuire. Oh, my gosh. It's actually, I feel like maybe Lizzie McGuire dictated a lot of fashion for Y2K era. Oh, 100%. Like, life imitated art mm-hmm. in that situation. Like, I got a blow-up chair because she had a blow-up chair and a blow-up backpack. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because, like, I would see her wearing t-shirts that I saw at the store. Like, oh, at Kohl's. limited too. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so it grounded the whole show because the characters, while they kind of were dressing a little over the top sometimes. They were what I saw me and my friends, if not actually wearing, what we were dying to wear. Exactly. Like, I think that maybe, like, her friend Miranda's character took it a little to the extreme. Yeah. Because that was kind of her character. Mm-hmm. And then Lizzie was, like, the approachable, relatable character because mm-hmm. it's from her point of view. And so it's, like, the fact that she was wearing these shows that I literally... Or <laughs> wearing these clothes that I literally saw... In my middle school, mm-hmm. it just made it seem so much more relatable. Totally. Good answer. Okay, for my number two, I chose Glow. Oh, I am so sad I didn't think of that. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't. What? This happens actually a lot. I like, know. you'll say Glow, and then I'm like, oh, I forgot that it even existed, <laughs> even though I love Glow. But I'm always glad that you forgot because then <laughs> we're not matching. Yes. It just takes a l- I think that in this day and age, it takes a lot of work to make a really good 80s outfit mm-hmm. like that hasn't been seen before and they just really do it really well before they even get their actual wrestling costumes on in the mm-hmm. show their workout clothes are amazing exactly and like their everyday outfits are really amazing yeah and like they don't try to make them look like good like, no they're not like Allison Brie looks terrible <laughs> It's not, like, a modern interpretation of 80s. No. It's literal 80s. 80s. Yeah. So I just think that the costuming there is really good. Yeah, it's great. And then, of course, their wrestling outfits are incredible. 
it's maybe unrealistic how great their wrestling outfits are. And maybe are. that's why it's so funny because their everyday outfits are really normal. And then it's like these very ex- exuberant. Extravagant. No, extravagant. That's the word I'm thinking of. It's, yeah, it's so fun. So colorful. I think actually, especially in the first season, the show starts out very like gray. Mm-hmm. It's like very depressing, gray, grungy, dirty. Mm-hmm. And then once they start getting their wrestling outfits, it's like glitter and just neon right. and yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. Even though some of the girls, their workout clothes are like kind of the 80s neon I want to see. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, it's so fun that it like is an escape from their grungy normal yeah. lives. And like it tells a story, just mm-hmm. the clothes on the on their own. And totally. I really like that. You could seriously, you could watch the show on mute and still kind of like get a feel for yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Just the outfits. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I have no idea what your number one is going to be. Well, it's <laughs> it's funny because um, my boss was like, you should say this one. And I was like, no. <laughs> but now it's actually my number one the more I thought about it. It's Pretty Little Liars. Okay. This is really funny because I saw them on a list and I was like, huh? But it makes sense. They are like Riverdale where every character is completely distinct in their fashion. Totally. And... Even, well, I guess I didn't ever watch the last season, but even up until late in the show, like, mm-hmm. Arya still is wearing, like, skulls and sometimes Black bugs. Leather. Yeah. Like, um, Spencer. Mm-hmm. Spencer always looks like, Prep even girl. when she's in technically sweatpants, she could go ride a horse. Mm-hmm. Very preppy. <laughs> Very equestrian. horse girl. <laughs> Very horse girl. Horse girl and Rich lacrosse horse girl. girl. Yeah. Yes. And... Like, she has a college interview every second. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, Hannah is just so, like, that kind of glitzy, tacky. Lives at the mall. Yeah, like, so 2009, like, kind of Mariah Carey, J-Lo vibes. Mm -hmm. Like, that, it's just, it's so good. Emily is the most boring, but it fits her, too. (laughs) Yep, yep, exactly. So, I just love that. And who can deny A's black hoodie and black gloves? <laughs> Not me. <laughs> I just, I had to put them number one because even though some of the outfits are just like so fugly, mm-hmm. they're perfect. They are. Good choice. I'm very happy that you chose that. I don't want everyone to hate me, but I had to choose Mad Men for my well, number one. I would have been pissed if you had not chosen <laughs> Mad Men. Okay, good. It's so good. I was just watching, um, I watched On the Basis of Sex, which is, like, kind of the same time period, and Army Hammer was wearing some of those 70s polos. Don Draper AF. Yeah. And, like, suits. And I was just like, ugh, they're so good. And it just reminded me of Don Draper. Yeah. Everything, all the secretaries, everything they wear, everything Don wears... Everything that everyone wears is just, totally. like, impeccable and, like, fits perfectly and has, like, the best colors and patterns and everything is just so well thought out. Well, and I feel like it ties everything we've said together while being extremely beautiful. Yes. Because it still tells a story. Mm-hmm. It's still, you can pick up um, new developments in each character. And if you watch, totally. like, if you see pictures from season one and then all the way to season eight, I think it's the last season. Mm-hmm. Whatever the last number, whatever the last season is, like, 
some of the changes are so crazy. Yeah. But then you have other characters like Dawn, who in a lot of ways looks the same. Mm-hmm. And so there's just so many things you can tell from the characters. Yeah. Peggy's whole life is story can be told in her outfits that she wears, mm-hmm. which Joan tells her. <laughs> so, yeah. I'll never get over it. And I really, maybe one day a show will replace Mad Men in my heart, but... It's hard for me to imagine. We'll see. True love, you know, yeah. lasts forever. It's true. I was thinking about my bonus ones, mm-hmm. and I think that um, Mrs. Maisel... Yeah, I have Mrs. Maisel in, as one of my bonus as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like it's kind of like to be determined how strong of a story it actually tells through the costumes. Yeah. But they're still beautiful costumes. They are amazing. And as far as I know, like... Perfect for the time and stuff. Mm -hmm. Another one I have is the Mindy Project. Mindy's outfits are always really good. I have Mindy as one too. Especially because she would always post about the designer. Yeah. And how, like, those were all specifically made for her for Mm -hmm. the show. Mm -hmm. And And even, like, specific episodes and, like, yeah. Mm -hmm. They were on display at, like, some museum in L.A. And I was sad that we didn't live there to go see them. That would be amazing. Yeah, like it's everything. They really do. Plus, Danny's glasses are an important <laughs> part of the costume. That's like in the bonus room. His magnetic glasses. Oh my gosh. Well, those put those in a glass case. <laughs> I'd steal those. Um, I also I'm just imagining you as Nicolas Cage stealing the Declaration <laughs> of Independence, but it's Danny's glasses. <laughs> Equal value. It's true. Um, I also have. I mean, now that we're Game of Thrones stands, <laughs> the costumes are crazy they good. They are on that. really good. Especially because you're jumping around from like blizzard winter tundra, like fur mm-hmm. coats, to like wherever King's Landing is at the by the beach. Mm-hmm. So they get to wear like fun like sundresses and stuff. Mm-hmm. But then there's interesting um, developments in, for certain characters that I'm excited to discuss with you once you get there. Mm-hmm. It's just in their costumes. Mm. So it's fun. Also, one that I kept thinking of that I, but I haven't actually watched the whole thing is The Crown. I know that they have pretty costumes and I know I love them, but I haven't actually watched, I think I watched like four episodes of The Crown and that's it. I haven't watched any yet, so we need to like do that. Yeah. Soon. <laughs> um, And then the last one I have, Scandal. Mm. Carrie Washington's outfits, you could always, they always told a story and- They had to do two seasons of her pregnant, and they did a pretty good job at hiding it, except she was wearing looser clothes than she normally would, and that was a little obvious, but um, her outfits were always impeccable and Um. really showed power, and they told a story. Like, there's there's stuff about, like, when she wears white and, like, when she's wearing red. There's, like, stories behind it, and again, I'm all for that. I love that. Um, I also put Veep, mostly specifically uh, uh, Julia's outfits, mm-hmm. just because she looks great in them. Well, and it's very clear that, like, she like she purposefully stands out because of her outfits, because everyone else kind of just blends into the background. Exactly. Did you watch the preview thing? There still wasn't, like, I don't think there was any new footage but it was like a preview for the next season, but not showing the next season. I didn't watch it. I didn't even see them post it. 
Okay. I'll have to go back you and watch it because yeah, that's so weird. It. Is it kind of like a getting ready for the end? Remember all these like fun times? Kind of. Yeah. It was just like, this is the story of where Selena's been. And then oh. at the end, she's like, I think I'm going to run again. <laughs> I love that delusional yeah. biatch of mm-hmm. ours. Still trying to bring biatch back. <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> I also had Stranger Things yes, on my good list. One. That one, it kind of um, strikes me as glow, like kind of a realistic 80s costume. Yes. Like, they're not trying to look hot. Like, no. Winona Ryder is so beautiful, and her hair is so bad. And well, like... and what's that, um, the bully's name? Isn't his name Billy? Mm-hmm. His, he's so hot in real life, and he's so ugly in that show because of his mullet. <laughs> and, like, a denim vest. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, the kids all look so cool. Yeah, they do. Um, I also put, um, Freaks and Geeks. Yeah. Because... Particularly because of Lindsay's coat. Mm-hmm. It's Which, just iconic. Did you see that she took that home? And she had all the cast sign the inside of it. Where and she did still you has it when she was on Busy's show. Oh. She was on Mark Marin's podcast. Oh, did week. you listen to it? I did, and it was so good. Highly I really recommend like her. She's great. She's such an interesting person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's a plug. We'll help Mark Marin out. Go check out his podcast. Uh, <laughs> and busy. They're going to love seeing such a boost this week in their <laughs> viewers. It'll, I just snorted. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, one last one. I did have Insecure on my list because oh. I love Issa's clothes. Yeah, she has a good wardrobe. And the boys dress great on that show. Yeah. And Molly's outfits are also very... Very, fit her very well. Totally. I feel like there's so many shows that, like, if you find yourself in a really stuffy corporate job and you want to still dress, like, young and cute, but really, really, like, very professional, mm-hmm. like, there's so many shows you can watch to get inspiration. Totally. You just need money to execute it, probably. Yeah. Hopefully, if you get a job like that, they're paying you really well. Yeah. So you can afford, like, an Olivia Pope wardrobe. Exactly. Unless you just get one and just wear it every day. <laughs> Okay, cool. Well, that was a great list of costumes. Yeah. Jump into TV news. What do you have for us this week? Um, the biggest one I've seen uh, over the last few days was that Jillian Anderson from The X-Files and many other things. Mm-hmm. Right now she's in that sex education show. And she was just cast as Margaret Thatcher in The Crown. Another reason why we need to watch. It's crazy how many of, like... My personal friends are in the show, and I've never watched. Exactly. I'm a dumb dummy. You're a bad friend. I'm a bad friend. It's crazy how Jillian Anderson looks, like, younger now than she did in the 90s. Yeah, it is weird. She looks so good. She looks very good. Um, the only piece of news that I have is that figure skating drama that's going to be on Netflix that we've talked about a couple of times. <laughs> we really have. It's like it's going to be my favorite show or something. It's just like a recurring bit we do. But um, January Jones signed on to it, so. The Ice Queen herself. Yeah. Watch out. (laughs) That's all I got. She is kind of like um, Nancy Kerrigan and Tanya Harding combined. She's like a blonde Nancy. Yeah. And I feel like she could totally cut you. Yeah. She'd be scary. Yeah. Well, I think that's it. We've. Short news week. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, we kind of have two topics to cover. Yes. And 
We're going to start with the assassination of Gianni Versace, but don't stop listening to us because we're also going to discuss um, all things Fire Festival mm-hmm. at the end. So you got to keep listening. Yeah, so we're going to try to convince you to watch the assassination of Gianni Versace, and then your reward will be hearing our takes on Fire Festival. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> um. It's actually crazy because I think it was exactly a year after it premiered last year. Exactly a year to the day, I think, that it premiered actually on TV, on FX. Mm -hmm. Netflix got it. So I think it was on the 17th. Yeah, it took so freaking long, but Netflix finally got it. So Yeah, So and we both wanted to watch it for a long time. Mm -hmm. But we had no way to watch it unless we wanted to pay for it, which we're paying for all these streaming services. Why would we pay again for Mm -hmm. it? Especially because we know it will eventually be somewhere. Yeah, exactly. So it's kind of confusing when you're searching for it on Netflix, I I found out, because technically it's season two of American, American Crime, Crime Story. Story. Mm-hmm. So just a little tip for you, search American Crime Story and then look at season two. Season one was the O.J. Simpson. Right. Which was also really good. Yeah, we both loved that. Yeah. And it's... It is, because I actually started the first OJ episode, and Mm -hmm. I was like, wait, what? Yeah. it's starting so similarly. (laughs) Because even though the picture of it on Netflix is the Versace one. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Search American Crime Story. And then if you've already watched OJ, make sure you're starting season two. Mm -hmm. And, like, even when I was looking stuff up in IMDb, I had the same problem because... You have to search American Crime Story and then go to season two and look at their cast list and everything. Because Mm -hmm. the only other thing that was showing up if you searched Assassination of Gianni Versace was like an insider report thing. Which still had some information, but not all the information I was looking for. I noticed that too. And it was annoying because sometimes I wanted to look up the cast of that specific episode. And then I had to go through all these like back alley weird searches. Mm -hmm. So, anyway... Um, the things we do for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> and not for our own benefit whatsoever. <laughs> um, I really liked it. And it was very good. Yeah. Really deserving of all the awards buzz it got. Exactly. That was, like, my main hope with watching this was to, like, feel at peace with all the awards it has gotten and will get. So, yeah, Darren Chris is incredible. Never ever seen him like this. No, he was not even so in Glee. <laughs> I feel like maybe he was like a little sociopathic in Glee. Yeah, but like no, he was very creepy, very convincing. Um, and just his his personality, he kind of tries to match whoever he's talking to, mm-hmm. and he does a good, really good, convincing job. He's like insane, and then he's also so good because. He still maintains that even when people stop believing his lies. Mm-hmm. And but you can like you can just feel his agitation mm-hmm. and that building pressure inside him. It's well, just so and good. he's really good that as a viewer, you're trying to figure out what's a lie and what's real. Mm-hmm. And um, you're kind of seeing it from his perspective. So you're like, is this relationship real on both ends or not? Is he just kind of delusional? Which brings me back to, Jordan, you should give us a recap of what it even is. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let me just tell you. (laughs) Um, Basically, 
So the very first episode, you may gather from the title of this particular season, um, in the very first episode, it starts with Johnny Versace, and he is, first of all, you get a tour of his beautiful mansion mm-hmm. in Miami, mm-hmm. and it kind of, like, shows his life because he's, like, at the top of his game in the fashion industry, mm-hmm. and he then outside of his mansion is shot to death by um, Andrew Cunanan, who is Darren Chris's character. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of the season, not entirely because they do jump back to present day. That, that was my well, one con about this show is that it seemed a little confusing as far as timeline goes. Oh, I was extremely confused the okay. whole time. I'm glad that you felt the same way because... Yeah, so if you watch it, try to pay attention to the dates at the beginning. I only started doing that at the end. Ditto. And still had to look up um, stuff at the end. You know what, though? Online. (laughs) Even with those dates, it's not always uh, consistent. Because sometimes if they want to make you draw comparisons between things happening in Andrew's timeline and Versace's timeline... They'll show things that clearly are not happening at the same time. Yeah. But they don't give you Tell dates you. in between. Like, no. so it's pretty confusing. I feel like that's for sure, for me, I think was the biggest weakness of it. Yeah. But I also, it's like I could see what they were trying to do. So he is like a sociopathic murderer person. What's it called? A serial, serial killer. killer. <laughs> and all the people he killed it's like within like a month of time basically mm-hmm. and um i guess it's like a couple months but then you get all this backstory for all the other from characters. years and years yeah. of history so yeah it's a little confusing it's funny because we were like wow another series we're talking about about a sociopathic man mm-hmm. who is just upset that he's not getting what he wants Right after we're talking about you, which Mm -hmm. I felt like it was almost kind of, it was so fun talking about, or and it still is fun talking about you with everybody, but Mm -hmm. it also is, like, exhausting. Yeah. Because it's just, like, it really is draining to constantly be thinking about how real that is. Mm -hmm. And um, I kind of felt that way watching this, too, because when they're doing that good of a job, his acting's so good. He's so convincing as this really terrifying sociopath who will do anything to maintain his power. Mm-hmm. And um, one thing that was really, um, it was like enough of a removal from just watching you because this was, instead of directing it at women, he's directing it entirely at the gay community. Mm-hmm. And I was telling Taylor this um, because that's not perspective that, either of us can really obviously relate to. Yeah. And so um, I went in and went back and listened to one of my favorite bloggers podcasts from a year ago when this premiered. Their names are Tom and Lorenzo and they are, um, they're a gay couple who focus on the entertainment and fashion industry themselves, but they are about 50, mid Mm fifties in age. And so they, when they talked about this episode, This was something that they remembered so vividly because they were, like, in their 20s when this was going on. Mm -hmm. And um, so I really wanted to hear their perspective because 
um, this wasn't something I'd ever even heard of, this murder. No. And, um... One Which of is the, so shocking that we neither of us had heard about this. It's crazy. I mean, Versace is an extremely... I don't I don't know that many fashion designers. I know, like, the big ones. Mm-hmm. And Versace is one of the big ones. Yeah. And Well, something interesting that I had read was that Versace kind of wasn't that well-known back in the day, back when this first happened. Oh. And this murder actually kind of kick-started them to be more well-known to, like, the point that they are now today. And that makes sense of why then Donatella is so famous. Yeah. Because if this got, if they got bigger after he died mm-hmm. and she was heading it up. Yeah. Um, some of the things that Tom and Lorenzo said that I thought were really interesting was that they, they said they were not even living in Miami. They were living in, in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. But since his murders were all across the country, they were just terrified that this murderer who was only killing gay men mm-hmm. was like just kind of on the loose. Mm-hmm. And, um, they said it was interesting because they had just lived through the 80s which with, like, the AIDS epidemic. Mm-hmm. And so at this point in the 90s, they felt like, as a whole, like, pride was kind of starting to be a thing. And um, there was just more of the sense of community within just for specifically. They were comparing it to now where you have LGBTQ. Back then it was kind of like, for them, the experience was mostly limited just to gay men. Mm-hmm. But they were like, Versace himself within that community was kind of like a cultural leader. Yeah. Um, And then for one of their own to murder him, they said that um, it just felt like their whole culture that they'd had to work to rebuild after the AIDS epidemic Mm -hmm. was like kind of being torn down. And so it was like a huge, like a really emotional tragedy. Yeah. And... It was just interesting because I had never heard of it and I felt really sad that I had it when it was like a pretty huge deal. Yeah, same. That is really sad. I hate that. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> I hate it too. <laughs> and I'm grateful for Tom and Lorenzo's perspective on that because that was something I was thinking about. Well, and they related it because they're they're like, we're the same age as Ryan Murphy. Mm-hmm. And so this has clearly had a huge effect on him too. Yeah, yeah. That's true. That's interesting. Um. While I was watching it, I kept thinking, like, is Andrew actually gay or is he pretending to be gay to get close to gay men to then murder them? But I think he was actually gay. That was just something that I kind of thought about and, like, Mm -hmm. um, wasn't totally sure of at the beginning. When he's talking to people at the beginning, they accuse him of sometimes claiming to be gay, sometimes claiming to be straight, depending on who he's talking to. Mm -hmm. But I also feel like that ties into kind of what... Tom and Lorenzo were saying about, like, the, it's still kind of fresh to even be open and out, yeah. kind of. So, yeah. But I feel like there's also, and again, this is kind of me just guessing because I can't, I can't speak for that myself, but, like, was there, were there also people dealing with kind of, like, instilled homophobia in themselves a little bit? Because, like, why does he feel these, this anger and violence towards people that he should consider his like, close friends, too, you know? Yeah, totally. So it's just, it was really interesting. Yeah, it is very interesting. Um, And his dad still, I was saw, I was reading online that he never, ever once, he still denied that he was gay. The dad? Mm-hmm. Andrew's dad. He denied that he himself was gay or that Andrew was gay? That Andrew was gay. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, also, dad. his dad um, came back to America and 
joined a survival cult and was looking for gold with some, like, Japanese group. What? Yeah, isn't that weird? Yes. I feel like he could have been the cult leader. Yeah. Scary. One thing, I was kind of thinking about this. Um, I like that these American Crime Story uh, seasons so far have been these crimes that have so much commentary about, like, what's going on in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. OJ was so much... I mean, and everyone knows that the OJ trial was more than just one individual murder. It was also so much about race and, like, the riots in L.A. and stuff. Mm -hmm. But this, I feel like, it stemmed so many other relevant stories. Like, when you just look back at Andrew's other victims Mm -hmm. and so many other um, experiences that these men had gone through that were so sad. Mm -hmm. Like, the one about the naval officer was really heartbreaking. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it's very interesting how it's still relevant and, again, how we had never heard about it. There, I do want to warn some people that it is pretty graphic. I was really surprised That's at how violent brutal. it was. Yeah. I had to turn away at a couple points. But the outfits are so good. Mm-hmm. The cinematography is so beautiful. And the sets are really good. And... When you're done watching and look at pictures of, like, what the characters looked like and what the actual people looked like. And, like, even the houseboat in the end of the season, it looks exactly the same. And just, like, everything looks impeccable. It's crazy. I I was looking up pictures of the real Versace, and there was sometimes I couldn't tell if it was a picture of the actor or the real yeah. guy. Yeah. It was amazing. It was really good. It was awesome. Um, we had mixed feelings, I think, about Penelope Cruz as Donatella. Mainly yeah. that we couldn't understand what she was saying. Which I know that Donatella does have a thick accent and kind of talks like that. Yeah. But I feel like Penelope Cruz's was even weirder. Well, one thing that I did hear when I was researching this a little bit is that we're not the only ones who's thought that. <laughs> so that's okay, validating. Okay, that's a relief. But also that it's hard because... She has such a thick accent herself. Yeah. And then doing a thick Italian accent on top of that is tricky. But yeah. it is interesting because she is actual, like, friends with Donatella IRL. Mm-hmm. So I actually have a lot of questions about that. Yeah, like, is she okay with her accent? <laughs> it's it's so funny. She did look so crazy with that blonde hair. Yeah, she And, looked- like, those eyebrows. Mm-hmm. But she looked like her. Yeah, I was actually did. surprised at how much she looked like her at times. I think the most like her was when she had those super, super blonde eyebrows. Yeah. But I could totally see it. Yeah, I could too. But yeah, we highly recommend it. Yeah. There's not a lot else we can talk about without like giving it away. So we recommend it. You should watch it. Talk to us about it. And yeah. Mm-hmm. It's on Netflix. Yeah. Okay, so we watched both Fire Festival documentaries. Did you finish the Hulu one? I did. Okay. Um, ugh, they're so good. I feel like this is your turn to summarize. Because I think you know, like, just kind of the gist of the Fire Festival. Yeah, well, so the Fire Festival, if you don't know already by now... By now, you should, you know. should be telling us the summary. Yeah, but... <laughs> It was basically this giant music festival that 
Ja Rule and this guy named Billy, what's his last name? McFarland. McFarland. Um, planned to have on a private island, and it was just basically a whole social media influencer scheme, and people paid thousands of dollars to go to this festival, and it ended up being, like, them living in, or sleeping in, like, hurricane tents, and no food. No plumbing. Yeah. Just, like, terrible. And, and no music. No like, music. All the bands backed out. All the bands backed out, slash all the... Some of the bands weren't even booked in the first place. And it is just fascinating. When it first was happening, I was kind of obsessed with it on Twitter. So I saw the pictures of the cheese sandwich and (laughs) I kind of knew the gist of what had happened, but I didn't know any of like the background or the repercussions. And so I honestly loved both documentaries. I think that... They both had pros and cons. I still think I like the Netflix one better. Do you agree? I definitely agree. I I found myself getting more bored in the Hulu one, but I don't it know. It picked if, up in the end. It definitely picked up in the end. I liked how it ended. Mm-hmm. I There's just some parts in the middle, but I feel like I wouldn't have zoned out so much if I hadn't watched the Netflix one first. Exactly. So it was kind of repetitive for yeah, me yeah. that way. But um, one thing, though, in the Hulu one that bugged me was anytime they were trying to, like, analyze millennials yeah that really bothered me just because it was just kind of the same old cliche thing about like oh millennial every single millennial only cares about having a million followers yeah like how they're perceived on social media and they would rather die than lose followers like just i and i feel like that's just like i feel like that's a stereotype that probably only like 20 percent of quote-unquote millennials really have. I agree. I feel like if they had clarified that they were talking about, like, very wealthy millennials. Yeah. Because even if I wanted to live that kind of lifestyle, I could never afford that. No. And, like, also, I don't really associate with anyone who I feel like is like that. Yeah, there are people who do stuff, like, and post stuff that probably doesn't particularly represent their life to the fullest, but no one does. And that's not even just a millennial thing. That's anyone who's using the internet. And Mm -hmm. talking about the boring stuff or like the sad and like dreary stuff isn't something that is fun or like people necessarily always want to hear. So anyway, I agree with that. And I felt like they were just trying to like add more meaning behind all of it other than like this was just a huge dump. Exactly. I feel like it's okay to talk about this in terms of it just being this one-time crazy story. You don't have to like search for a higher meaning. No, like you don't have to try to place blame on the people who bought the tickets to go. No. Because like, yeah, that does sound cool. Like the idea of it was cool. And like, maybe if I was a billionaire, I would have thought about going. But like, Placing some sort of blame on that. I mean, it kind of explains why the marketing worked behind it. Mm-hmm. But it's just kind of a weird thing. They were, it was, I just felt like it was kind of reaching. And yeah. it wasn't because I was offended as a millennial at all. I just felt like those two ideas didn't connect that well. Yeah. And so for me, I liked that about the Netflix one that it was really just like, let's tell the, we have a crazy story to tell you. Another thing, because I, I liked, I didn't hate the Hulu one. I still think the Netflix one was better. 
But I also liked that Netflix didn't have all those like little filler clips from other movies and shows and stuff like the Hulu one did. That was kind of weird. It was just kind of like, can we just get to the point? Well, and I, we, when we first started watching the Hulu one, we watched like the first like 30 minutes together and then we didn't watch the rest together. And I know we were a little bit confused and I still think it's kind of weird. They interviewed Billy and like paid him for an interview. And I think that that's kind of messed up. Also, it's because his interview didn't provide anything. Literally like, nothing. He didn't even answer any of the questions. He just just say, like, he either wouldn't respond because it was so awkward, or he would just be like, I can't comment on that because of legal purposes or whatever. Yeah. Like, or he would say something so annoyingly scripted. Mm-hmm. He'd be like, yeah, I... Everyone always loves the things that I create. Like, off, like, a, like a, he was reciting off a commercial mm-hmm. or something. It's mm-hmm. just weird. I also got so annoyed anytime anyone say, well, of course he would convince anyone. He's the most charming man alive. And when, I was like, like are you serious? see from the very beginning that he was a con man. Literally. Like, all he is is that he's been rich his whole life and entitled. And so he thinks... He is entitled to have everything go his way, no Mm -hmm. matter what. And I feel like that's pretty obvious. So, like, sorry if you aren't aware enough of others that, like, you were conned by him. But, like, those are important life lessons that you need to learn. Yes. Agree. I feel like they tried to paint him too much as, like, um, you know the guy in The Music Man? Oh, he's just like, well, he's just like this smooth talker. He's lying the whole time. And, but like, Billy, he can't even stop like blinking to form like a normal coherent sentence. Like nothing he said was believable. And maybe it's just because he's kind of broken now. Yeah. But like, was he ever charismatic? I I can't even picture that because he was so awkward. Mm -hmm. So that was really annoying to me that they're like, oh, yeah, the coolest man in the room. I was Mm -hmm. like, what? This guy sucks. Yeah. But maybe I'm just not easily fooled. Yeah. One thing I liked about the Hulu one was the picture that they kept showing of Billy, like, laying on a bed face (laughs) down. I thought that that was so funny. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) They deserve five stars just for that. Yeah. That was so funny. The Netflix one also, I I was much more um, moved by the end of that one mm-hmm. because when they really show the damage that was done personally to the people in the Bahamas mm-hmm. who were basically forced to work on this, that was really, uh, really sad. Yeah. Well, did you see that there was a GoFundMe? Yes. And I was so happy to see that. Yeah. People and it, are good. They like exceeded the money amount and they're gonna give it to the woman who paid her own money to the people in the bahamas her life savings yeah i couldn't believe that so i was really happy about that yeah but yeah netflix definitely did a better job at discussing that but it is funny too the netflix one that it was produced by like some of the people that participated pe- in Fire Festival. Yeah, they, it was produced by the people who did the marketing. And they kind of went over the marketing, but not as much as they did in the Netflix or the Hulu one because it was produced by different people. Yeah, so they really, both documentaries really did go hand in hand. Yeah, they really did. Because Hulu had Billy to interview. <sighs> and you could really see. 
what a dumb idiot he is. Yeah. And then Netflix was, it was produced by the people who did the marketing for the festival. Yeah. Which so, one, which, now that you've watched both, which would you recommend people watch first if they haven't watched them yet? I don't know. I feel like that's kind of hard. I feel like the Hulu one does a very, a better job of like giving an overview of like the buildup and the repercussions But Mm -hmm. Netflix does a better job of, like, what actually happened there at the festival and um, why it went the way it did. Yeah, to me, the Netflix one was a clearer narrative. Mm -hmm. I feel like maybe the ideal way to do it is start the Hulu one, pause it, (laughs) and then watch the Netflix one, and then then watch the end of Hulu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's a good way to put it. Um, I do think that overall, I... Part of the reason why I prefer the Netflix one is it looks better. Yeah. And it's just kind of overall a more entertaining documentary. Mm-hmm. But and it doesn't tell the complete story. Yeah. The Netflix one, they have a lot more footage because they were using, they used the footage that the, that marketing team was using to like create a, create a movie about it while it was happening. Right. So they have a lot more to work with. But they interview... Some of the same people on each, which is interesting. Yeah. Like that one um, blogger guy. Yeah. I guess, you know, if I got suckered into going, I would want to get as much money back as possible. Oh, totally. That's why I was surprised that they had to use the same people over and over again, because I'm surprised they didn't have more people to interview. Totally. But, yeah. Anyway, it's fascinating, and I loved it. Another recommendation yes. in this show. Mm-hmm. We think you should watch all three of these things. And another thing I could talk about all day long. Exactly. So, yeah, actually, it's a pretty positive week. Yeah. We've, we've been pretty critical, I feel like, the last couple of times, but... Yeah, we were positive today. Yeah. So, don't get murdered and don't pay a bajillion dollars to go to festivals that you don't really know what's supposed to happen. Yeah, and don't More buy... the story. Don't buy Hamilton tickets from anyone named Billy McFarland. (laughs) Or tickets to the Met Gala because they don't sell those tickets, so. Imagine if you're just like, you see a random listing for a Met Gala ticket. (laughs) I can't even imagine. So crazy. Um, Okay, who's your crush this week? Okay, I had a hard time with this, but I chose Max Greenfield. Oh, good idea. He was in The Assassination of Gianni Versace. Um, I didn't recognize him until they showed him on his, like, second shot. I was like, oh, that is Max Greenfield from New Girl. And he looks so different. And it's not necessarily his character that I was attracted to. But, like, he did a really good job. And I just love him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was amazing. Yeah. So, I, so he's my crush. Um, my crush is, um, Finn Whitrock, Whitrock, who was the naval officer. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He He was very hot. He's hot. He is, he was really good and really heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. He's one of the most, um, relatable, likable characters in the assassination of Gianni Versace. Yeah, because he's so real. Mm -hmm. Um, he was also in the big short. Oh. He's one of those cute, younger Traitor people. Dudes. <laughs> Stock. Stock people. guys. Um, so, yeah, I I really... His was, like, one of the most moving stories to me. 
It's funny because our crushes this week are like t- kind of twins. Yeah, a little they bit. They look alike. Yeah, they do. But they're very different. Yeah. Cool. Well, yes, please watch uh, the Johnny Versace mm-hmm. and both Fire Festival documentaries. Yeah, you guys have a lot of work to do. Mm-hmm. We could do it. You can, too. Yeah. But, yeah. So, hit us up with your opinions. Please do. we will be back next week. Bye-bye.